Don DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. On this Tuesday, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Right now, it is 12.06. And, folks, this portion of the program, you know, you're very fortunate. If you're out right now, you could uh, swing by Brood Awakenings. Stop in and see Brood Awakenings. Discover the Brew difference. They have locations, two locations in Johnston. You also have the uh, Brood Awakenings, which is right on Pontiac Avenue in in Cranston. Brood Awakenings, where you have delicious food, big, comfortable chairs, uh, the big screen TVs, so you can follow all of the news that's going on for the day. They have delicious, obviously they have delicious breakfast sandwiches, but they have delicious sandwiches and a lot more. They're waiting for you. And it's also a great meeting spot. From what I understand, the Brood Awakenings on Bald Hill Road in Warwick, which also has a a full bar, by the way. They um, <clears throat> that and the Brood Awakenings in both Johnson and the Brood Awakenings that they have in Cranston has been very busy over the past um, couple of days, actually, with uh, all various people meeting and uh, trying to plot out whether or not they're in fact going to be running for that second congressional seat of uh, Jim Landrin. So stop in and see them. Discover the brew difference, brood awakenings, fresh ingredients, cozy environment, full-service bar, as I said, location. It's brood awakenings. Stop in and see them today, brood awakenings, and discover the brood difference. And as I said, sometimes, you know, I've had people that um, sometimes will, will say to me, you know, hey, do you want to meet? And then um, I have people that say, why don't we, you know, meet at a, um, uh, sometimes I get the thing, you, you know, let's let's meet at the Dunkin' Donuts. In all due respect, but I say, well, <clears throat> there's, there's nowhere to sit down in, in a Dunkin' Donuts, not without people that can hear your entire conversation. Or I have people um, that say, you know, why don't we, uh, you know, I want to meet with you. I have information uh, why don't we meet at Starbucks? And I say, okay, well, first of all, no one can get a seat in a Starbucks. No, you want to meet with me, it's very simple. If you're in the, the uh, northern part of the state or wherever, you can meet me at Brood Awakenings right there on uh, Johnston. Either location is fine. I prefer the one that has the full bar. They also have the drive through If we're uh, south of that, you can certainly meet me at Pontiac Avenue in uh, Cranston Brood Awakenings, or then you have the Bald Hill Road Brood Awakenings where, for instance, uh, Brendan Doherty, who was a friend of mine, former head of the Rhode Island State Police, uh, by all accounts, he was thinking of maybe running into the race uh, against, you know, the, the, that Langevin seat, that Democrat Party um, CD2, they call it, uh, Second Congres- Congressional District. And by the way, I, I think he made... The, the right choice. But it's it's my understanding, and I got a tipped off, that he was meeting with advisors at the Brood Awakenings right there um, on, on Bald Hill Road in Warwick. So stop in and see them at Brood Awakenings. Folks, right now it's 12.09, 12.09 on this um, – <clears throat> 12.09 on this Tuesday, and as you just heard in the um, the weather forecast, boy, it looks like some snow could be headed our way, cold weather, a little bit of mild today. I want to remind you, if you're having any problems with heating or cooling or 24-hour emergency service, RE Coogan Heating, call them today. It's Coogie, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562 for Coogan Heating, helpful trustworthy, reliable. As Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. It's Coogie. Look for them on Facebook. And again, the website is recooganheating.com. But folks, again, if you are having a heating problem, if you're having a heating problem now, you want to get it straightened out at Coogan Heating. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. Um, I hope you enjoyed last hour, our segment with Donna Perry. This um, this whole situation with President Biden and uh, him you know, kind of snapping and losing it. You know, there's more evidence now to me. What's serious about this is as much as people want to bash uh, President Biden, um, folks, the United States, I mean, we we are first and foremost, he's still the president. And if you're paying attention to what's going on in the world right now between what's happening with Russia and Ukraine, 
I mean, Putin right now. Excuse me. This is um, this is dangerous because Putin certainly seems to have a plan for what he wants to do. But you want to talk about ultimate game of poker. The question is, the rest of the world doesn't know what Putin wants to do. And what, what I find alarming is the United States and Biden is still the president and commander in chief. But they are scrambling right now. And a big part of this, I mean, is there anyone, Donna Perry was right last hour. Is there anyone right now that has full confidence that, um, that you know, Anthony Blinken can, in fact, um, handle the situation there? Or right now, on, as, and Donna Perry was right, in case you missed it last hour, we'll have it uh, posted on the website, petro.com on the radio show. But what you have, and there's no one to blame here except the Democrat Party, Um, but he sees the world leaders, both Russia and China. You know, does anybody really think that Commerce Secretary Raimondo, you know, as she tries to convince everyone that she has full command of the situation with China, is there anyone that really thinks that China is intimidated by Commerce Secretary Raimondo. What the world sees right now, and, and it's not good, is just a weakened president and a president who's not in control. What's the old thing? Like, never let them see you sweat. Um, the fact that he had an open mic. And I'm not going to go on and on and belabor about Pete Ducey of Fox. But I think that says a lot more about President Biden than it than it does. And and the, the thing is the Democrats, the progressive online, they love it. See, they love they're like cheering, oh, don't even apologize. Good, right? See, they don't care. They don't care because the real story is just completely a governor who is, you know, fall, falling falling apart. Um <clears throat> and and the cracks, and that affects all of us. That absolutely affects all of us. So I'm going to touch on the situation with Dr. Scott. I know, you know, the attorney general announced today 111 million in recovery funds from opioid litigation. For some reason, I didn't see Helena Folks, who's running for governor at the press briefing, since they made billions selling Americans OxyContin as she was running CVS. Did Helena Folks, did she make millions running CVS? Yes, as a drug dealer. She was pumping out OxyContin. To Americans saying, no, no, don't worry, but it's medication. It's not addictive. As people were smashing into pharmacies at night trying to get the stuff, you know, and then has the unmitigated gall. Well, you know, as I was running, see, no, no, you were a glorified drug dealer in essence. So the money is going to be used for opioid abatement right now in this state. There's too much money floating around. (laughs) I never thought I would say that. You know, there's too much money floating around. They don't know what to do with it. And one of the problems we have in Rhode Island are the amount of people that any money that flows in uh, starts to become, um, you know, there's there's all these schemes going on at the state house. But I want to stick with right now, uh, Governor McKee may not realize it. And let me just double check. Now, he is not. So far, scheduled a, a briefing that I have seen for this week that could uh, change. The governor has not fully addressed the media. He was there today. Uh, governor McKee was there today, or Governor McGreed, as people are starting to call him. He was there today um, at the press briefing about the uh, opioid situation. And, um, but he, he has not had one of his briefings, which I think, you know, I, I think that says a lot. I think it says a lot that um, the governor right now has not, in fact, um, had any, any type of, um, any type of briefing r- uh, regarding what's going on in the state. And, and I'll tell you why is because um, he doesn't want to answer questions about Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. He's trying to let things die down 
Um, the fact of the matter is that none of it makes sense. Dr. Scott, this is her final week. Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, and this is her final week at the Rhode Island Department of Health. And then she's going to use the month of February for vacation and comp time. And by the way, that should be the end of it. That should be the end of it. But instead, first they said, oh, she's going to be kept on for three months as a consultant, meaning Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. Then just yesterday, and I want to give credit to Ted Nisi of Channel 12 WPRI. He's the one, the first one to break it, that. No, the McKee people are going to pay her, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. Yeah, she gets month of February, comp time, vacation time. I guess it adds up to a month's pay. The job as the head of the Department of Health pays $12,000 a month. But Dr. Scott, it doesn't end there. Now, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, she's also now going to receive $46,000 the month of March. 46,000 the month of April and 46,000 the month of May. So here's the here's the real bottom line folks at 1217. Governor McKee was not honest when he stepped forward and said that she was resigning, they were trying to convince her to leave to stay, but she's kind of burned out, she wants to do other things. They were trying to say, "Oh, she's had some other things in the mix." And the McKee Apologists were saying that um, that she, um, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, that you know she had some other things that she wants to move on to and so forth. Well, if that's the case, why did you say she's going to be a consultant? She's also now weighing a bid to run for Congress. So, serious. I hope she does. I hope she does. And on top of that, now is someone who's a consultant to the Rhode Island Department of Health. Does that make sense? That she's also then going to be running for Congress? Like, none of this makes sense. A copy of her two-page agreement with states shows she's going to be paid $46,000 a month for service. $138,000 for three months. Plus, she's getting $12,000 the month of February. So, in essence, they're paying her $150,000 for the next four months. She can cancel the contract early without penalty. The state, if they cancel, they have to pay her out. So this whole business that I hope she runs, I hope she runs because she lives in a bubble. She thinks she is this hero. She thinks that people, because everywhere she goes in her circles, she hears nothing but applause. Nothing but applause. I hope she runs. I hope she runs. And then she's going to start to hear from parents and she's going to start to hear from business owners um, now, but I want to get back to Governor McKee. If she resigned, as Do- uh, Governor Dan McKee said, why are you paying her $138,000? If she resigned, oh, we tried to get her to stay, but nope, she's leaving to do some other things. Pork Boy was on the air. Oh, no, this has been in the works. She has some other things she wants to do, blah, blah, blah. All right, if that's the case, here's what it is. The month of February... You're entitled to whatever we owe you. We're going to pay you. We're going to make good on it. And then that's it. But Governor McKee, this business of, no, her, I'll explain to you what's going on at 1220. See, this is what they wanted her out, but they didn't want to pull the trigger on her. Now, I think you could make an argument at 1220, as you're listening to the John DePietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM, I believe You could make an argument that she should have been removed, terminated. Let's face it, Kent Hospital, as illustrated in the Washington Post, is is a complete disaster, basically third world type care. That falls under the guise. That is the responsibility of Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott of the Rhode Island Department of Health. Rhode Island Hospital is a complete disaster. Who's responsible for Rhode Island Hospital? She is. Who's responsible? The state didn't, wasn't prepared for testing. The state wasn't prepared to, for the surge that we had at Christmas and New Year's. She is. So, but see, the McKee people, they were afraid of the political liability. And so they wanted to say, tell you what, what's it going to take you to leave? Now, I heard she wanted two years pay. 
Can you imagine the unmitigated gall of this individual, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott? She wanted, all right, I'll leave. Give me 300 grand. We keep going, oh, 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 we can't give you that. All right, then let's negotiate. I want 200 grand, uh, lower. I want 150 grand. All right, we'll pay. But they're going to buy her silence. What does that mean for that 150,000? She's not supposed to badmouth Governor Dan McKee. And she had to go along with this foolishness that she was resigning to pursue other opportunities, time with family, blah, blah, blah. Governor McKee paid her off on your dime. Let's be very clear about that. He used taxpayer money to the tune of $46,000 a month to pay someone. With her at the helm, the Biden administration has had to send in disaster emergency medical relief. That's a fact. Only state in New England. The disaster medical emergency relief. Are they going to Massachusetts? No. Are they being sent to Connecticut? Wrong. No. Rhode Island, only state in New England. You know what that means? Failure. He's ultimately responsible. He is. But see, this is another example that the governor is slippery. I didn't know the former mayor of Cumberland um, when he was lieutenant governor. I really didn't. He came in in March. Uh, I'll say this. I was a little, uh, what's the right word? Uh, Guarded. With exactly some of the people that he was friendly with. But if you listen, go back in March, April, May, I even into June with Alorza, I was I was actually kind of on his side. I, I was along with the I, I was I, I thought, you know, hey, here's a guy that Ramunda wouldn't give a chance and now he's getting a chance and. You know, he's refreshing. He tells you, hey, I don't know the answer to that. He seemed pretty open. He had a completely different style than Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo. And, um, you know, I, I I thought like, hey, you know, good for him. This is a guy that's been slugging it out and he's paid his dues. And now he's finally getting a chance and he's got a completely different style. He was opening everything up in the state and blah, blah, blah. But then August hit with his former chief of staff, Tony Silva. And that was some insight to how he operated. Then, you know, September hit with the contract with his friends, that Nilo group. And more and more, um, I I just think a lot of times with Governor McKee, what he says, you have to kind of, you know, it's kind of when, when you go to the store and they hand you change, how many people really stop and count the change or do you just take and put it in your pocket so if they if they jip you you know if you're supposed to get whatever four dollars and fifty cents back and you go to your car and you're like hey wait a minute this is only four dollars and fifteen cents they jip me whatever then you gotta decide do i really want to go back in maybe it's even less than that but governor mckee to me now the way i size him up is like you never fully get the story You never fully get, there's always a little bit more to it. And this Dr. Scott thing is, is I think, a very good example of that. That, you know, we had heard there was tension. What did he do? He denied there was any type of tension. He denied there was any tension. No, there's no problems. We get along famously, blah, blah, blah. And now we're finding out that's not the case. So, but I would, and then I I, I go back to, you know, he wanted to fire her. I, I get that he wanted to fire her, but- you know, what? why, what, what, like, if you want to fire her, then fire her. But this business that that you're going to, oh, she's just decided to move on. And, you know, she's going to do something different. And this has been in the works for a while. And blah, blah, blah. No, this is outrageous. $138,000 consulting contract. And she believes it all. You know, one thing I'll say about her. She actually believes her own press resigned with little explanation as the state had struggled right in the middle of the pandemic. You know why? Governor McKee, uh, you know, um, we want to thank her. She's going to continue to serve uh, as we search to keep the continuity. She'll be a consultant. No, that's not what it is. 
That's not what it is. It's not to continue the continuity. It's because you had to pay her off. McKee said he accepted a resignation regretfully. That's a lie. That's a complete lie. What do you mean he, he, res, he res, accepted it regretfully? Really? We don't want you to leave. Oh, okay. Well, if you really must, if you really must leave, then we'll pay you 150 grand for four months. No, that's not how it works. There was there should have been no money after the month of February. And I even I mean, now we know this was a lot. This was a total lie. This we regret. How is it if, if she's resigning? And it's her idea to leave. Why are you paying her $46,000 a month? See, this is where the governor now, and it is a pattern. The guy just tries to be too cute. Just, hey, listen, you know, here's what happened. Pork Boy wrote that piece, betrayed the confidence. They fired Pork Boy's former friend and producer who worked for McKee. They shifted her out. She got let go by the McKee people. I don't think that's that bad. Alexander Scott had been hailed by various media outlets as a rock star. I hated that term. She was at Raimondo's side most of the briefings. Let it run for Congress. So now the person who's supposed to be a consultant is now also going to be seeking office. Yeah, that helps us a lot. This is a joke. Absolute joke. Listen, at the State House, no one was crying that she left. As a matter of fact, from what I understand, in the hospitals, no one was crying she left. All right, she wanted to leave. Regretfully, you accepted her resignation, Governor McKee, if we take him at his word. So if all of that is true, why are you paying her 46000 a month? See, because it's not true. It's not true. And now he's going to chase his tail trying to explain this. <clears throat> and it's not true. So here it is Tuesday. <clears throat> and he doesn't have any press briefing announced for the week because now he wants to try to let this die down. So, folks, there's an expression at 1228. Listen, this is you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You want to get rid of her? Great. No one's even fighting him on getting rid of her. But he wants it to be her idea. And she said, in order for it to be my idea, you're going to pay me 150 grand over the next four months, and I'm not working. She's not working the month of February. She's not working. She's going to be available by phone March, April, May. BS. All right, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by Henry Oil. Listen, call Henry Oil today. Fill up that oil tank. Who's your oil provider? Call Henry Oil, 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred four zero one five two one zero two hundred online at henryoil.com. Budget plans, automatic delivery, service contracts, lock and cap pricing, serving most Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Online at henryoil.com. Call Carmine right now at Henry Oil four zero one five two one zero two hundred. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Again, folks, if you visit the website depietro.com, we have some unique stories up which I'm going to tell you about in just a moment. But it's brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Call Soul Source Restoration today, 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. They clean and disinfect residential and commercial properties. Listen, with all the germs that are flying around, call Soul Source Restoration. Free quote, 401 712 2700. I implore you and encourage you. You'll like the stories that are on petro.com. Uh, and someone asked me, you know, do you know that other members of the media? I, I don't mind that. Listen, I publish it, right? Other people can talk about it. But if you check to petro.com, I mean, that Moses Brown story where they are telling children. Now, Moses Brown is a private school, Moses Brown is an expensive private school. They're a private school, they can do whatever they want. If you don't like what's going on at Moses Brown, you don't have to send your child there. If you don't like what they're teaching at Mount St. Charles, then you pull your child out of Mount St. Charles. Some people confuse that. I get you know messages from people. I don't like what my the teacher is saying to my daughter at LaSalle Academy. Well, then pull her out of LaSalle Academy. They're a private school. Same thing with MB, Moses Brown. But you're talking about children. 
Again, folks, the story's right on the website. A school says no white Valentine's people's cards. No white people Valentine's cards. At Moses Brown, they have a, um, it's divisions. They have a lower school, which is three years old to fourth grade. You, they have a middle school and a high school. In the, in the lower school, can you imagine, in the lower school they sent out, these are children three, four, five years old, kindergarten, and then first, second, third, fourth, sending out guidance for Valentine's cards. Uh, all the cards should be gender normative. What does that mean? There should be nothing about a boy or a girl, all gender neutral. And also, avoid cards that show white people. Now, again, th- this is what's going on. You know, and they have some recommended cards. Joey, my love for you transcends the binary. So you give a card to a child that maybe you think is um, binary, which is or transgender. They also have Happy Valentine's Day, two black males in red tuxedos and a big heart. So it's same sex type Valentine's. And then they have a Valentine's Day card of two white males in tuxes. Happy Valentine's Day that are kissing each other. Now, people said this is a listen. These, this is a, a, a private school. I just want to remind people of that. And I've heard from some of the parents there. You know, kids come home. Do you imagine a four-year-old said the teacher at Moses Brown said to her, you know, someday you're four years old. That is um, four years old is pre-primary, they call it, at Moses Brown. Four years old, pre-primary. The teacher said to the little girl, someday you may want to marry a girl. I guess the little girl was saying, oh, well, someday I'm going to marry a little, you know, like a, a dad and I'll get married. Well, you may want to marry a girl. And then a father complained um, that the kids, four years old, five years old, they have to get up and announce their pronouns. My name is Noah. And my pronouns are he, him. All right. My name is Sally. And my pronouns are he, her, she. Four years old. They're teaching them the pronouns. Folks, but that's, again, though, it's a private. I I try to tell these people, like the parents, you don't have to send the child there. You're paying. It's like a college tuition to go to MB. Now, the other school on the website, topetro.com, I don't know what to tell this mother there's a Newport school. I mean, this is, I don't know what to tell certain people. This one I don't. Where there's a child posing with rifles. He's drawing. He's going to shoot and kill students at the school. And um, and basically they told the mother. And he's making gun signals at students. They're telling the mother that, um, like, he has a right to be in class. I mean, listen, there there's certain red flags that a school shooter posts. I think that's one of them. How about this? David Cicilline is headed to Ukraine. Oh, my God. As if as if the situation... Oh, yeah. Putin must be shaking in his boots. Wow. Congressman David Cicilline. Boy, that, that'll get him on guard. Boy, oh yeah, that's who you want. And and also, by the way, he um his posting about Kevin McCarthy. Oh yeah, Congressman David Cicilline is going to be headed. He wants to find out what's going on over there in the Ukraine. He he's going to demand a meeting. Cicilline. He sent out um I did post this on Facebook, they're in full panic. Um, someone was saying, telling me, one, Kevin McCarthy should not be the next speaker and blah, blah, blah. Well, Wednesday night of last week, Kevin McCarthy, speaker in waiting. This is a Cicilline email. He raised $9.5 million from a fundraiser. $9.5 million. Now, Cicilline says the Trump Hotel in Washington, he already sold it. So 9.5 million. Before that, the highest uh, record haul was 350,000. So Cicilline even says our chances of winning are becoming slimmer. Kevin McCarthy raised almost 10 million in one night. Folks, this is why they're going to lose 
CD2. This is why Langevin doesn't want to run. But I want to get back to this situation with Dr. Scott. Um, Governor McKee's going to have to answer. Boy, Governor McKee. See, this is also part of the problem. If Rhode Island wasn't so flush with money, would they be throwing out this money? Alexander Scott to make 46000 a month as a state consultant. Based on what? Consultant was not to do? This is like the Seinfeld episode of The Opposite. No, she's leaving us a disaster, a medical disaster. <sighs> wow. Hey, McKee's the one doing it, though, right? He is the one that is giving her the money. Now, I want to go to some of the sound. Uh, and there's a lot of sound that we have on this. And again, folks, at 1237, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You know, and all this money that's coming in uh, from the opioid crisis, uh, what, what is the point when they're also going to be opening up these injection centers, right? They're going to be opening these injection centers, Dr. Scott getting 46000 a month as a state consultant. Governor McKee, you know, feel free to tell the truth. Listen, I, he regretted to see her leave. Lie. God, these people. Folks, they really think that we are all just stupid. Let's go to the view. They silence Lisa Ling. She tries to criticize President Biden for calling Peter Ducey a stupid SOB. Let's hear it. Because that happens sometimes when people ask you oh endless stupid questions God. from one particular place. Uh, and sometimes you just lose it for a second. The difference is, he said, uh, okay, let me call him and apologize because that happens. And I think that, for me, is the representation of what a human being as president what? should be. An adult. Yes. And also, uh, yeah. An adult. I hear you, I hear you a bit. It points out the difference between Biden and Trump. Yeah. Because Trump, let us not forget, said that the press is the enemy of the people. Yeah. Right. Even Chris Wallace acknowledged that in 2019. He said, I believe that President Trump is engaged in the most direct, sustained assault on freedom of the press in our history. What did Biden so, do? Okay, so he's all the stupid SOB, he says. It's nothing compared it's to not what Trump said. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. We can't keep apologies. comparing him. Yes, yeah, you can. Trump. I, 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 I think you're so, right I mean, about that. I, yeah, I think we can't. And, 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 and really, it's not like you see. I mean, it, it, it wasn't. <laughs> there are stupid questions, but he was asking about inflation, which is yes. a real issue, and the yes. midterm elections, which are right around but the corner. Again, it's not like he was asking but, about but something. It was a sarcastic question, though, right? Lisa, I mean, he's like, will, will, the, will that be a liability? Of course it's a liability. And he also asked Listen, me he's smart enough to know. The country to exactly. That's what he wanted. He got what he wanted. He asked a question yeah. that wasn't worthy of him asking it. True, and, but, you know, true, but also the president's smart enough some, to know that he's standing in front of yes, a yes. lot of people with a microphone. That's why he didn't. Look how they don't even want to hear it. They don't even want to hear it. That is ridiculous. Let's go to NBC's Kelly O'Donnell. On President Biden calling Pete Ducey a stupid son of a bee. He made the point that he does not like when questions are asked about a subject other than the planned event, which in this case was about middle class families and the economy. Folks, Sam Donaldson made a career of yelling questions to President Reagan when he was walking to the helicopter, Marine One. How about the questions they'd yell at President Trump like Jim Acosta? It was not a stupid question. Biden is, listen, he, I believe he is becoming unraveled. I do think, I I think he is becoming unglued a little bit. And that's a good example of it. There was no reason. That was a total fair question. Hey, you're in there. What what are they, why can't they ask that? He wasn't yelling, you know, should Harris resign? This is, uh, you know. 
this is ridiculous. But the view, and I'm going to play also next hour. The view was going crazy on, maybe I'll play it right now, Bill Maher and Barry Weiss on on the Bill Maher show on Friday night on HBO were <clears throat> saying that they were done with COVID. And the whole thing is becoming silly at this point. And boy, they did not want to hear that on The View. They went off. Let me hear a little, especially Whoopi. How can you say that? Let's hear a little bit of this. Here we go. Just people on the fringe either who are, who are, you know, speaking out like this. And over the weekend, Bill Maher made a case for people who are vaccinated, boosted, and have been following the rules since all of this started. Take a look. You don't want to live in your paranoid world anymore, your mass paranoid world. You know, you go out, it's silly now. You know, you have your mask, you have to have a card, you have to have a booster, they scan your head. <laughs> like you're a cashier and I'm a bunch of bananas. <laughs> I'm not bananas, you are. That's not really funny to people who have lost their kids uh, to this vaccine or people who have lost what? family members or yes, it is. friends. The crowd was laughing. It's just, you know, listen, nobody on the planet really wants to go through this. This is not something we're doing because it's, you know, sexually gratifying. This is what we're doing to protect our families. And you don't have to do it, but stay away from everybody. Because if you're the one who's not paying attention... And your confidence needs, and you don't want to, do, then stay out of the public, man. This is not, nobody wants this. I don't want it. And I think he's forgetting that people are still at risk who cannot get vaccinated. People who can't get, little kids under the age of five. Yeah. Or people with health conditions. What? How dare you be so flippant, man? They're, they're, still, still, they're, they're, they're over it. Like, yeah. like a relationship. I'm yeah. over it. I don't feel like saying good anymore. To the post-mask support part, because I think there's a prudence we've learned with the mask, the hand, sanita- uh, hand sanitizing that, kind of like 9-11 with flying, is always going to be here now. There's a new normal. In the beginning, when at post-9-11, people didn't want to fly, and the uh, security measures felt like, uh, how do we do this, you know? And now it's the norm. I think some of the things we've learned in this pandemic are going to stay the same. I may never ride a subway again without a mask. I may never go indoors to big crowds and never feel comfortable without a mask and that's up to me to do that you know that is um that that is entirely up to that individual um the next time i'm in new york now right now with what's going on and again folks good afternoon at 12 43 um with what's going on in new york if i were to visit my daughter who's there i i i would not take the subway but if i took the subway and there was someone that was wearing a mask that that's i don't care that's up to them even before the pandemic if you would travel right you would see people wearing masks um you know several years ago you'd see people uh, i have a family member who travels a lot to asia and for years because of poor air quality you see people in places like vietnam and china that would wear masks there's that's nothing new. Then then fine. That woman, if someone wants to go and ride the subway or go to a large sporting event and wear a mask, I, that's entirely up to them. If if I were to go to a Red Sox game this spring or summer and there was someone walking around or sitting there with a mask on, by the way, I don't care and no one else should care. See, the one thing, the non mask people, someone told me a story that um over the holidays, they had family, and they were saying, don't come into this house if you're going to wear a mask. Now, that's that's up to them, and that's family. But if I were to get on a subway and there's someone wearing a mask, people need to stop, much like, you know, there's a big video going around where someone of color gets onto a, an elevator, and there's two women with masks on, and they start screaming at him. And one of the women starts yelling, Black Lives Matter. So the the whole element of those that wear a mask should mind their own business and just wear their mask. People who don't wear a mask should mind their own business and not even care. You know, if I went somewhere, as I said, to a baseball game or Celtics game or whatever, and there's someone or PCR game and there's someone wearing a mask, then then they're wearing a mask. But I do have a problem that people start saying, take off the mask. 
listen, everybody's got to just start worrying about themselves. That's what has to stop, start happening. What you're also hearing, though, that I'm hearing is full-fledged panic. The view is actually, and I know that I don't watch the view, but some of the sound of it is in sight. If you, you know, really, folks, read the tea leaves. Not everybody, the Democrat Party, the people, they see what's happening, right? Biden is not in control. He is cracking under the pressure. And there's a lot of pressure right now between inflation, between COVID is not gone, between now what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. The fact that Cicilline wants to go over there, that's not helping the president. The fact that China may invade Taiwan. Um, <clears throat> right, right now, there's and he has no help. And the border's a mess and crime is out of control in the country. Right now, the Biden administration, it is a full dumpster fire, full dumpster fire. And I don't see anyone that is going to stop that. Now, I also just want to mention, if someone wants to say Kevin McCarthy will not be the speaker, as I always like to say, you know, you always have to say to me, because this person will be the speaker. Everyone I talk to in Washington says he's the next speaker. Never one's, no one's all behind one person ever. But you can't just say he won't be the speaker. Then the question becomes, who will be the speaker? For instance, with, with uh, the Democrat race, people are saying McKee will not win the primary. Okay, that's fine. But then who will win the primary? It's always easy to say this person should not be our quarterback. This person is not going to win. But you got to fill in the blank. You're halfway there. If, if McKee's not going to win the primary, and by the way, I don't disagree with that. But then who do you think is going to win the primary? People say to me, Bob, Lant, uh, Alan Fung can't, won't win CD2, the congressional lantern seat. Okay, then who will? Because you can't just announce they're going to lose, they're going to lose, they're going to lose. All of these things are people that are going to lose. Someone's going to win. Um, I, I can't believe that I think in many ways McKee is setting up Nellie Gorbea to, to beat him in the primary. I mean, as much as I've already predicted she's going to win because of the voter rolls and she has possession of the voter rolls. But he is just whoever's around him. Um, it's either him or it's his advisors or it's a combination. But what they come up with when they have a problem um, d- doesn't seem to be the smart way out. Not that I see. Not that I'm watching. And this Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, I think that 46,000 is going to hang over Governor McKee's head through the entire primary. Right. There, there's gov- let Governor McKee go out into the community and ask people, do you think I was right to give Dr. Scott? Paid for the month of February, doesn't have to work. And then 46,000 a month, March, April, May, as a quote consultant, it, it's that's bogus. He's not being truthful with us. I think that's one of those things that comes back to bite him. I don't think a lot of people don't fully get the whole ILO contract situation. They understand that woman, who is not popular, by the way, she's there's a difference between being known and being popular. People know her, but she's she has, if you really polled a lot of Rhode Island, she's very popular in progressive circles. She is very, very popular on, in Providence. She's very popular in the healthcare community. But just the regular average voter out there, I think that, you know, people are tired. I think, as I have said, they should have got rid of her last summer. He didn't. But to try to tell us it was her idea to leave, the governor asked her to stay. All right, so she wants to resign. No, I'm leaving. That's it. Then why are you paying her to not work? If you wanted to pay her for the month of February... For comp time and vacation time, all right. I mean, it's still our money, but I don't. I all right. Then that you could almost side with. But this business that she's going to stay on as a consultant, 
and the McKee people are going to pay her $46,000 a month. I believe that's one of those things that you understand. That's one of those things I understand. That's something that resonates with everybody. And now he, you know, the die is cast. He's the one that made that decision. Somebody signed off on it. Someone, it's either him or it's people in his inner circle. But somehow to come to that decision. Um, and someone, I was on the phone yesterday with someone from the state house, but said, I, I thought you, you thought, you know, that she, you were critical of her. I was. But you don't pay her. 150 grand to leave. And that's exactly what they've done. And then try to play, oh, he he didn't want her to leave. Oh, no, no. He tried to convince her to stay. Tried to convince her to stay. She's not going to be a consultant. Like, stop insulting our intelligence. If you want to see her agreement, it's on the website, Dipetro.com. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Propane Plus. Call Propane Plus today. In Rhode Island, do you need propane? Heating and calling? Call Propane Plus today. At 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209. And in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. For Propane Plus, three generations, they're available 24-7. For service and delivery, they offer online billing. Schedule a service or delivery, click of a button. It's Propane Plus. Call them today in Rhode Island. Call Propane Plus, 401 885 4209. They run a just a tremendous operation. I have um, so much respect for the Johnson family and how they run their operation, what they do for you, the customer. Online at propaneplus.com, residential and commercial. Call Propane Plus today. Propane Plus. And they have a very friendly website. Become a customer. Always there for you, providing exceptional propane, uh, HVAC services, home and businesses through Southern Mass and Rhode Island. So, and you won't find anywhere else. Schedule a free evaluation, propane for your home, propane for your business, different advantages of it. Simple, safe, and friendly. It's Propane Plus. Folks, call them today and always online at propaneplus.com. They have a very good um, website. As soon as you pop on, it pops up of, um, you know, are you residential or commercial? And um, and then take you through all the, the different options. So, uh, but with, with Propane Plus, you can depend on them, folks. And residential propane, new gas installation, new gas equipment, repairs, whatever it may be. Call Propane Plus today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 for Propane Plus. And they have everything that you need. Right now, it's 1254. Folks, again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Remember, we go until 2 o'clock. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, we have a lot more sound next hour, a lot more sound uh, that we're going to play for you next hour. And don't forget, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, a Rhode Island tradition since 1977. In the latest edition of R.I. Wave, I have a food review of the Coesed Inn, and it's just such a home run. Stop it and see them. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, the Coesed Inn, and online, coesedinn.net. But make no mistake, this is... Um, very serious, very serious situation that's going on right now with the Biden administration in the world. Very serious situation right now. Um, I'm looking at some headlines right now. Stock market has never plunged 10% this fast to start the year. This is a problem, and Biden is not up to it. U.S. drops out of the top 25. Oof. New media outlets. Grid backed by progressive stars. Um, Putin discusses strategic partnership with Cuban leader. That doesn't sound good. Moscow could burst the Olympic dream with war in the Ukraine. They are going to do it during the Olympics. Russia deploys hundreds of packed military trains. This is beyond a very serious situation that's going on right now. And here are some other headlines. Brian Williams turns down CBS Evening News. That's interesting. Huh. Instead of Nora O'Donnell. 
I thought I thought he'd be good for that. Really? He should have gone for that. Brian Williams turns down CBS trying to get him to do. I'd flip to turn to watch him do the six uh, the evening news on CBS. Huh. He could have gone up against Lester Holt. Now, unless he wants to do something completely different. So, which he might, by the way, which he may, maybe he wants to just to do something completely different. Turn down CBS, though. That's big. But this situation with Biden and and, uh, Pete Ducey of Fox, as much as it's, um, as much as it's, uh, you know, people are trying to say, you know, the progressives and the left are saying good for President Biden. I, I, as it's, it's a little more concerning. He is uh, coming apart at the steams in snapping that way. Uh, Mahomes beats Brady. Chiefs win top player viewership. 43 million people. Well, you know, that's not fair because they were on Sunday night. And so more people could watch that of the, uh, the Chiefs win over Buffalo was the number one. Yeah, but that, that, that's not fair. To Brady's game was on in the afternoon. It's still, it's incredible viewership. I mean, I can't get over these numbers. 43 million people watched it. Wow. 40 share. Whew. Hold on. What was the share of it? Um, hold on. Let me just pull this up. Um, I want to see this. What number? Mahomes beats Brady. I don't think that's fair. Two weeks to go. Uh, the Rams, uh, blah, 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 almost blowing the way they have. Having said that, um, nobody else will. Massive afternoon audience of 38 million. Oh, that was the Brady game. Rams box second most watched game. Um, total delivery of 40 million, 43 million. Whew. Chiefs win a Buffalo, 20%. 43 million sets of eyeballs. Folks, that is just, those are preposterous numbers. Those are incredible numbers for the NFL. They have to figure out a way to extend the season. But Saturday, you know, when you put out a product like that, you're going to get that many people watching. All right, but next hour, more on Dr. Scott, Governor McKee, and what's happening right now Um with the elections. But, you know, you can always tell if Governor McKee, if things were going well, he'd be having a briefing this week. Right now, today's Tuesday. He may have one on Thursday. He might have one on Thursday, but he's certainly not having one today. We'll see at the end of the day if he's having one. He normally would do them on Tuesdays or Thursdays. All right. So right now at 1259, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, it's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. Now, again, big developments going on. Russia, Ukraine. This uh, I don't like the way this sounds. Uh, The Russians, they're our enemy. They've always been our enemy. And they're really ramping things up. And, um, and and now, you know, the United States keeps sending more troops there. Now Cicilline's going there. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. The power hours next. A lot more sound, especially about Biden and Pete Ducey and also latest on Dr. Scott. Next hour is radio only or you can listen at the website. We'll be back on the other side for the power hour after the 1 o'clock news.